That name Poss mentioned at the end, Cypher, it's a code. It means empty. It also means... Zero. When my time came calling, I didn't die. My family died, my country died, but they didn't take me with them. All hell took from me was this skin. We will forsake our countries. We will leave our motherlands behind us and become one with this earth. We have no nation, no philosophy, no ideology. This is the Push to Shout podcast. It's sexy, it's sleek, it's shiny, it's cool. It's on the new YouTube interface. It is the new YouTube gaming interface, and we got a lot to say about that. And we got a lot to say about Metal Gear. We got so much to say, and you have to hear it. But we have to skip. hear our opinions. Skip, what have you been up to? I gotta know. Uh, well, <clears throat> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the, uh, I'm gonna get something out of the way first. Uh, SummerSlam was this weekend, and uh, and it was it was fine. It was it ended really badly. So Saturday, Saturday there was the NXT pay per view called um, Skippy. Did you know wrestling is fake? Oh, I don't know if anyone has ever said that. I'm sure it's the first time you've heard it. It's real to me, damn it. Uh, NXT TakeOver was Saturday, and it was better than SummerSlam, which is kind of funny because NXT is their developmental league, but it's been that way for a while now. And uh, Undertaker fought Brock Lesnar, and they messed up the finish in this really weird way that was scripted, but not like you couldn't tell if they actually messed up or not. It was just really weird. The whole thing was weird. Wrestling's weird. Uh, SummerSlam kind of... It, the matches were were okay, but but... But the storylines were shit. So there you go. That's 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 my wrestling update. I saw the clip of um, John Stewart getting in the ring. John Stewart turned heel. Yes, he did. He uh, he uh, he had a feud going with Seth Rollins, who's the current championship belt holder. And Seth Rollins was having a match with John Cena. And uh, John Cena, if he won the match, was going to be the world heavyweight championship holder for the sixteenth time in his career which would tie Ric Flair, who's legendary. And uh, and Jon Stewart apparently wasn't too happy about that. And so when they accidentally knocked the ref out of the ring, Jon uh, Stewart ran in there and hit John Cena with a, a chair, but everyone expected him to hit Seth Rollins with the chair, so it was a big surprise. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and then Ric Flair got mad at Jon Stewart the next night at Raw, and then John Cena got mad at him and, and, and did an AA on him. What is that? It's when he puts him up on his shoulders and then flips him over and 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 slams him into the mat. Did you expect us to notice? Uh, no. What is it? Is it? Aerial? It's John. It's one of John Cena's finishing maneuvers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's like Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh. So it is. It is. It is a lot like an anime kind of thing where like. For most of them, they kind the of have attacks to, have all names and well, yeah, they all have moves. names and they all have like a charge up period oh because uh, yeah. <laughs> like 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 roman reigns has like a superman punch but he never does he he like as far as we know like in kayfabe in the story of wrestling as far as we know roman reigns is cannot physically do the superman punch if he doesn't first cock his fist <laughs> like a shotgun 
it's, it's probably really necessary. It's probably it athletically is. necessary. It's, and and John Cena can't do the uh, the five knuckle shuffle or five. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Without first say, waving his hand over his face and saying you can't see me, and then and then going off the ropes twice. It's just how wrestling works. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for the wrestling update. Now, before I get on to the stupid non-video game related shit that I did this week, somebody in the live chat, because we are doing this live this week, uh, said I was promised cameras. Well, let me tell you something. I uh, don't have a camera because I fucking lost it, and that's how it goes. But I bought a new one, one that doesn't look like complete ass. So it's going to be all quality from here on out. It's going to be mint. It's going to be fucking crystal. But uh, I am basically losing my mind. Uh, (laughs) So I moved back. I moved back to the East Coast from Houston. And that was uh, three days of just driving and driving and driving. The first day was 11 hours of driving. The second day was nine hours of driving. Mm. And the last day was eight hours of driving. And, oh, you can see the headlights when you close your eyes. (laughs) And you develop this irrational hatred of truckers. They're just terrible people and i've never met any of them but god damn it like uh they have this smug trucker code this is the the scenarios that i built in my mind while i was <laughs> driving they have this smug trucker code and they they uh talk to each other on their radios and they say hey we're the backbone of america aren't we yes we are mr trucker and they work together to like let other other truckers in and block off regular drivers like you and me. This is all true. It all comes from just having hours to meditate on being like slightly, slightly cut off in traffic once by a trucker. But oh, it just gets to you. And uh, I did listen to the Serial podcast hey. in its entirety during that drive. Um, it was it was good. Yeah. Uh, have you seen? You've seen the this, Jinx. Have we talked about the? Jinx? I haven't seen the Jinx. You okay. talked about the Jinx. I still haven't seen it. Okay, I'm glad you didn't stuff. watch that before Serial because the Jinx is much better. Okay, yeah, because Serial, I don't. By the end, I really lost interest in the story itself. Sure. I kind of wanted to see it through, and I you had told me that there wasn't like, oh, they cracked the the case. They blew yeah, it, it just, all wide it open. Just ends. But yeah, I get that. But uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely better for changing the way you think about cases and evidence and it it the the fact that she focuses and all the people in the involved focus so much on tiny little details and the details become important and some things that seem important on just like a quick skim through the facts yeah sometimes the detail so kind of obscure just the bigger picture you see you don't see the forest of the trees so yeah. to speak and sometimes the other way around like the yeah. alibi not it seems like a slam dunk at first and then it, it doesn't turn out to be all that useful and yeah it's it's cool um i'd recommend it to people to the folks out there uh but yeah i'm looking forward to the jinx the jinx is you said is based on real events Yes, it's it is uh it's less of a investigation uh and less of like a a story of the of the murder kind of mystery part of it. Uh it it has a lot of that, but like it's more of a biography of the murderer. 
uh, it focuses on his life a lot and kind of focuses on his personality and it, and it has interviews directly with him, just like serial. There's a lot of similarities there, but the ending makes all the difference because the jinx actually ends. So <laughs> I, I, if, and if you don't know, like if you haven't read like news headlines and stuff about the jinx, you need to avoid them before yeah, watching. I don't know anything about perfect the story. In that, perfect. So just watch it. Yeah. Like in serial, they spend a lot of time, too much time, I think, on could he really have done this? He doesn't seem like the kind of guy yeah. that could have done this. That was like half of the episodes, it felt like. she's Yeah, she spends a lot of time talking about her own personal biases and stuff, which... It, it's it, good I, to I identify that. them. Yeah. yeah, but I still don't care. <laughs> well, the problem that, that they obviously ran into is that... Th- this thing was like, I don't know, how many episodes was it? Like 12 episodes or something? I didn't get to look I, at that. Yeah, I, I think it was... press play and listened to all yeah, of Yeah, I think it was about a dozen episodes, and those were weekly things, and they were being made on a week-by-week basis. And so mm. they didn't have the whole thing planned out. She was still doing interviews with people while it was going, and it became this cultural thing halfway through where it became so big that people were stepping forward and new evidence was coming to light and all this stuff. And so you can tell just like how much the the podcast itself changed yeah. the whole storyline and it kind of made it a mess but that's part of what i found was kind of interesting about it it was just it's just a really unique thing like it's a one of a kind that's true piece of media and i, I that's why it, you have to like i whether you know the last half is kind of really not great but I, I feel like it's still worth listening to because it's just it's so fascinating yeah it it definitely was more interesting at the start. I was completely engrossed in the start, but by the yeah. end, I just kind of finished it because I was interested. And the little piano tune that they have. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So that's Serial. Um, what else? What else we got? I'll, I'll, it's my turn. Redline. I saw Redline. Have you heard of Redline? I've, okay, isn't that the anime movie that's incredibly well animated? Yes. Okay. It is, it is, it is. Gurren Lagann, except with race cars. Uh, it's insane. Cool. It's it's crazy. It's insane. It it makes no sense. Uh, it, <laughs> it 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 has very little, like, I I kind of want to say it has very little plot almost. Like it's just kind of like they just throw you into this world with these characters and stuff, and and spend very little time introducing any of it or establishing any of it. They just go right in, and that's part of what's fun about it. Um, I I kind of want to go back and watch it with dubs. Actually, I watched it with subtitles. Are the dubs supposed to be good? No, I don't know. I don't know. But there's so much going on on the screen. I usually don't have this problem, but there's so much going on, and it's so fast moving that I feel like I'm diminishing my experience having to read subtitles. Which that's never happened to me before. <laughs> but, but like this thing, there's a lot going on. So uh, yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to just rewatch it and focus more on actually watching it uh but it it is i i definitely recommend it it's very interesting i haven't really sorted out my feelings about it yet because it's so bizarre it's so weird that even i am a little bit thrown off by it but uh it's it's good it's worth are watching you, are you implying you're into a lot of weird shit uh yeah kind of kind of okay. maybe i don't so, know speaking of weird shit i actually went up watching kind of funny games or one of their videos. I think they're just kind of funny. That's the whole network. They used to be kind of funny games. Now they're just they kind of funny. Kind of funny. 
quick rebranding. Yeah. So the reason, the reason that Greg Miller, the founder and main dude of kind of funny is on my radar. And I, I assume yours too. Yes. Is because of his uh, exclusive access yes. to the Metal Gear trailer. It's kind of funny. Like the day that you uploaded that um, that review on pushtoshout.net, which everyone should go to right now and check every day. Yep. Uh, I was in the car with my brother. I was on the road that day. And because I had read about the um, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear playthrough he was getting to do. I told him, my my brother, to read his Dead Space 2 review. And I just <laughs> laughed about it the whole time. And then I'd get back and I'd check pushershout.net and you put you put up <laughs> your your article. Uh so yeah, that's fun. He's a fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I don't want to talk about something he did on the channel. He has like other people who make content for him and now they have a whole like sex and romance column i don't know what, what? that happened yeah uh, so they've already like started to turn into ign after splitting off from IGN. oh no they're not even like ign they they're buzzfeed like God. they're they make buzzfeed videos that's whatever wow. so the video i watched was is it okay to enjoy a finger in my butt <laughs> And then it's two guys, two like hippie, not hippie, 70s hippie, but two hip bearded gamers standing by a lake. And one of them is reading a a question submitted by a user. As a heterosexual male, is it okay to enjoy putting a finger in my butt? And the Hmm. other guy's like, hmm, that's a good question. I would say yes, definitely yes. You know, just be comfortable with your body. And they go, it's a, it's insane. It's unreal, these <laughs> videos that they make. Oh, man. Yeah. See, I, I purposefully avoid them, but I always just assumed it was like a Let's Play thing. No, it's, it's no, it's worse. I watched also, because their channel trailer is them doing a live show in front of a live audience. Mm. Um, and it's just Greg Miller... Okay, let me let me preface this. I always preface shit, and I shouldn't, but this time I'm going to because it, it it helps it. So I always thought Greg Miller has like pretend charisma. He can talk fast. He can put on a smile, but it's there's something off about the way he is charismatic. It's like yeah. it's like not really engaging, but it looks like it's engaging. I don't know. It's always rubbed me the wrong way. It's like if and, you programmed a computer to be a TV show host. Yeah, it's he does the the beats of a TV show host. Like he's studied Conan and <laughs> knows how to act that way, but doesn't feel it anyway. So. In this live audience, one of the co-hosts pulls out a PlayStation Vita at the very start of it. And he's like, and guess what I got? And then Greg Miller, he sees that this guy's done this. And then he tries to start a chant with the crowd. And he goes, Vita, Vita, Vita. And the crowd, it's his crowd. The crowd that's there just to see kind of funny games own Greg Miller is not feeling this Vita chant chanting about a PlayStation Vita, but they finally join him, and then he just stops, and they keep going and trail <laughs> off. It's painful. Oh, man, kind of funny. Mm. We got more, probably, 
It's definitely, I definitely, Metal the, Gear. I definitely get the impression. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and, into that, I guess, because I was about to say I definitely get the impression that like every game company on Earth pays them to, for coverage because like he's the only guy who can stream Metal Gear right now. Yeah. He's he's been doing a a live I don't know if it's a live stream or recorded but he's been uploading videos of him playing Metal Gear Solid Five which I've been avoiding completely but like I, as far as I know literally the only person on Earth <laughs> that can do that uh, what like well, first of all why him secondly what is he having to do to get that access I, I, that's yeah. weird what is his okay. Let's check his Patreon. We gotta get an update on his oh, box. Yeah, that oh yeah, that's yeah, how started that? the he, whole fucking thing. Jesus. And I remember at the time it was like he had an insane amount of money. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, he's getting twenty one thousand eight hundred ninety two dollars per month. Fuck's sake. Oh boy. Okay, so he's popular. But there's still With I think young Yeah, exactly. I think young young you know him, Young Yeah? No, no. Okay, so there's a guy on YouTube named Young Yeah, and he he makes Metal Gear videos. Like he analyzes the trailers and he interviews the voice actors. Okay. He's a pretty big deal. I'm pretty sure he. Anyway, he begins all of his videos by saying, "Hey everybody, E Young here." But I think he's more popular than Greg Miller. I think he has more subs than Kind of Funny. So it's it's weird. It's got to be like a, a deal. It's not like a community outreach thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they will. They make BuzzFeed videos. They will do literally anything. And Young Yeah, on the other hand, is pretty honest about what he thinks. So I don't think he'd be the right choice for right. for streaming. Boy. Um, yeah, oh. it sucks. It sucks that Greg Miller is going to uh. be a source for information the before the game comes out i mean it's possible that somebody i know will watch what he did and let it slip to me and that's disgusting so the the chat is complaining that i i can hear you perfectly fine crisp clear but the chat's complaining that they can't hear you that you sound like you're drowning a lifeguard i sound like i'm drowning a lifeguard yeah well so fucking Whatever. We're going to have a... Okay, people can understand me, apparently. Uh, we are going to be able to upload a clean audio version, at least. Yes, yes, so, we will. Uh, hopefully that'll fix itself, I guess, unless you have any ideas. I don't. I don't. I, I don't have any ideas at all. Well, unless you just want to hear my side of the podcast, I guess you can just quit listening. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Whatever. What, um, what is, I'm drowning. What are they talking about? I, I don't know. Apparently, I see like the Mike problem. Was... I see in OBS it says that it's not getting my mic at all. But why would it sound like I'm drowning? Anyway, I don't know. Hmm. We'll figure it out. Just tell them to stop listening. All right. Well, stop or just listening. Command everyone. them to stop listening. Uh, Mike says that you should stop listening. Be forceful about it. Damn it! Stop fucking listening. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, okay. Now let's just get, go on. Um, so yeah, I I I think that he's. He's being paid to do all that, which is is weird. Uh, and, and like, and uh, the whole okay. So even he's not at all the first person to be able to play Metal Solid Five. They they had this whole press event where you could go to like a hotel, and I think it was like a five day thing where you play Metal Gear for like eight hours a day for five days under supervision. Uh, it's like a really weird like 
boot camp sounding thing. And uh, why does Konami care so much? I mean, they've already taken the cyanide capsule. <laughs> what what are they trying to preserve? I mean, they want they want it to sell well if it's going to be their last video game. <laughs> I guess, but would spoilers like disrupt their the sales of the inevitable Metal Gear Pachinko unit? I mean, I, I I don't know what I don't know I don't know what their deal is, and and it's a weird it's like a kind of an outdated way to do your press event stuff because like especially post in a post gamergate era <laughs> um, it's weird to pay all all is expenses this... paid it's all expenses paid so they pay you to fly out there and stay and everything and 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 you play the game under their supervision it's 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 just weird it's bizarre is this the legacy of of gamergate yeah you treat it like post 9 11 gamergate killed konami basically i agree I think it was single-handedly the reason Kojima quit gaming. He was harassed. On yeah, the Kojima's okay. name is not going to be on the box. That's been confirmed because they're now see, in stores. Did you see Jeff Keighley's tweet? Yeah, and that was uh, cute. and that was Kojima's cute. been retweeting a lot of people who like I guess work in game stores and have been making signs that say like a Hideo Kojima game and like yeah. drawing the Kojima production symbol and stuff, which is kind of cute. But uh. Yeah, that's God. What a weird thing. Uh, anyway, I, I'm excited okay. for Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, can we just do? We just want to talk about that. I kind of do. I mean, yeah, because they had that new trailer, so there is stuff to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So, how many days? How many days are we looking at? Uh, six. Okay. Well, okay. I I just saw that people say my audio is back, so don't Yay. stop listening. I guess whatever. Six days, it feels like 60 million. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Nailed dumb. it. Oh, my God. <clears throat> uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, it, 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 goddamn, the days go by slowly now. I never thought that I'd be so excited for a video game again. I feel like I'm 14 again. Like, it, I don't know when does. the last time I was this excited for a it game. It feels like Christmas Eve and just every hour feels like a century. Yeah. Just waiting for Santa Claus to bring you your toys. I'm really excited. Really, really excited. Anyway, the, the latest trailer Kojima edited together, uh, assumedly the last Metal Gear Solid trailer that Kojima will ever edit. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it it was... So can we just talk about the new Metal Gear? Yeah, okay. Well, I want to talk about some other details before yeah. we get to the okay. the new Metal Gear. So we see that sequence of Big Boss not it's probably metaphorical, but becoming yeah, almost definitely. Yeah. Almost definitely. And that was cool. But but it does have certain implications of like there there's a yes. connection there. There's some kind of Parallel I don't know. Between. Yeah, they mirror each other in some way and that's that's already been pretty heavily implied I think, but yeah. uh yeah, that it was cool seeing a high res version of like uh, Metal Gear Solid Three and Peace Walker yeah. versions of Snake. That was cool. <laughs> For some reason, that like that like took me aback a little bit. But uh, yeah, that, okay, that was weird. Now, Metal Gear Stefano, what's it called? It begins with an S. It's named after some ancient. I have no idea. Chimp human ancestor. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. <laughs> Here, let me. Let's not fuck this up. You, you fill the air, and I'll find what it is. Well, Kojima tweeted some things about. He tweeted a picture of a skull of one of these like ancient humans, like, like before cavemen kind of thing. Uh, and he was talking about the symbol, how it was the skull on the symbol of of MSF, uh, military frontier. That was in Peace Walker, and that it that the new Metal Gear was somehow like a transformation in the same way that humans evolved into walking upright and everything and talking and developing language. That Metal Gear Solid Five was going to deal with that development, and that's why the new Metal Gear is now more upright. Uh, it's it's surprisingly well yeah. thought out sounding, but he's so bad at English that it, <laughs> it sounds like insanity. But I I found what it's called. It's Metal Gear. Sahelanthropus, Sahelanthropus, and it's a a candidate or thought to be evolutionarily close to the divergence point between chimpanzees and human beings. Okay, so it's yeah, it has a an actual what would the field be? I guess evolutionary biology justification uh, yeah. for for what. Kojima was talking about it's not just random babble yeah and I mean that that's kind of one of the weird things about Kojima is that you can analyze the stories which are completely insane of the entire series and actually there's it touches on some really really deep shit a lot of the time and there's some really Mm -hmm. clever stuff that it does especially Uh, too yeah sometimes it's a little bit too clever for its own good maybe but like there's there's some interesting stuff to be found and, and I'm sure a lot of it nobody's even really thought about uh but it's it's fascinating to see kojima just randomly tweet about like these details of his his thought process when it comes to the story and i love getting these little tidbits of information about like what is because we still don't really know what metal gear solid 5 is about like thematically uh there's been bits and pieces but we it's still pretty much the whole story is a mystery. I mean, I know, I, I rumor has it that the story's been leaked. I don't know if it's been confirmed whether it's it's true or not. But. I I have heard that the story has been leaked, but I've managed to completely avoid all spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, and I'm hoping to keep it that way. But I everything I've heard about the story from people who like from from reviewers who actually have definitely played the game, they say that they love the story and that it's like a really surprising one. Um, so. God, it's it's really exciting. I'm really glad to hear all the information that's come out recently. Like I think last, just last week we might have mentioned that we were. I was I, I was kind of worried about the story side of it and like how mm-hmm. much story is there going to be? How much big boss actually going to you know have an arc? And uh, it it seems like there's a lot of that, uh, and maybe even more than people expect. So that's yeah. exciting. I I didn't see the story thing, and what I I don't really consider what you just said to be a spoiler, but that the story is good. All I <laughs> yeah. know is now that the story is good and I saw the just wave after wave of 10 out of 10 reviews, which, you know, you shouldn't put too much stock in yeah, take it with a grain of salt, game review sure. publications. But the fact that they're all saying that, or it, let's put it this way, because of how inflated review scores are, it would be a, a bad omen if the scores were less than like <laughs> yeah. 9.8 or something. So this is promising. Anyway, 
the only thing that wasn't a, a total lock and guarantee from all the trailers we had seen was the story, because there's no way to know that without actually playing the game. Obviously, the gameplay is going to be fucking incredible. Obviously, it looks fantastic. Obviously, the sound is great. All we, all the only like gray area or mystery was the mystery of the story, and now we kind of know. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I, I, I want to play the game, and I want to know <laughs> yeah. what happens in the game, but it would ruin it all. God, fuck. Yeah, I want to. I just want to watch. Like, I want to watch fucking Greggy play the stupid game. I, no, I, I, I won't ever do Don't. that. Though no. I heard that the like the almost or maybe even the entirety of his first episode, which I think is hours long, he was using night vision almost the entire time. That's what I heard. No way. <laughs> you know how it like highlights enemies and stuff. He was just using that constantly Ugh. and people are like we can't actually see the game this sucks what a fucking idiot <laughs> that is exactly something you would expect Greg Miller to do uh, but you can't like make that up like that'd be perfect for like a satire thing but like that's just so perfect and uh, <laughs> anyway it makes it why would he do that I don't know man it makes it hard to see all of your cool kills and yeah. awesome moments <laughs> <laughs> scary moments, cool kills and scary moments. Uh, uh, all right, okay. So actually, why don't we why don't we hammer it out? Because we got we got a chat now that's kind of active, and maybe we can talk about it for a second. Last week we talked about doing a standalone Metal Gear episode. And yeah, I we think we need that's to do a that for great sure. idea. So I I wouldn't want to do it the day it comes out. The date comes out to Tuesday, and that's when we normally do the podcast. So, I guess we can have one last pants shitting hype <laughs> episode before on that, like yeah. Monday or Sunday. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we wouldn't have a whole lot to say because this is a late podcast, and if that was that's an true. early podcast, we'd just have a few days of like nothing. So, uh, what if we? What if we did it Wednesday? Or give it all day Tuesday to play it, or maybe Thursday would be better. Like a full day and a half with it. I think we should just wing it. I think we shouldn't set ourselves to any kind of specific okay. thing. Because, like, I, I don't know, like, I, 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 I think, at least for the Metal Gear podcast, that that could be a matter of, like, two days or a full week or something. I don't really know how long yeah. it'll take for yeah. us to feel like we want to talk about it. But um, Yeah, it might get we'll, to the point where we we feel like, Oh my god! There's no way this game is too huge. We can't talk about it yet. Yeah, and 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 we'll try to set aside some time to do the normal podcast, but it's going to be tough because we're going to be busy playing. This, I mean, this, this is the video game event of the decade. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, name name something bigger. Well, something... no. Well, the decade's only halfway done, so well, who knows? I mean, okay, okay, fair enough. But in the last decade. Yeah, probably. I hmm. whatever. I'm right. Like Halo Fuck Three it. and oh, that's true. That's true. There were some big ones, but uh, I say this takes the cake. This is the cake taker. Maybe whatever. So that's Metal Gear. Um, what else? Well, I um, I haven't been playing a lot of video games. I played some Elite Dangerous because it's a good game to like play while for say hey maybe watching wrestling. 
Um, because it's just kind of a game you don't necessarily need to devote all your attention to, like if you're traveling and stuff in it. Um, I like that game. I don't know. It's fun to just kind of boot up and play around a little bit. There's still so little direction in that game that that it feels really empty. Uh, but it's still fun to play around with. It's such a well-made, just such a well-made space simulator. The way that the sounds and visual design of that game are are there's nothing better. Like like docking into a, a space station and like seeing the shadow of your ship like cross the space station. It it looks so good and it sounds so good. I can't say enough good things about it. I just wish that there was more of a video game there. Um, and the only other thing I have to mention is there's a cool article out that's a really short one, uh, and I think it's on that that website that was like started by Lee Alexander. I don't know, like the feminist website, I think. <laughs> but it's called. Um, uh, let's see, I don't, I don't have it pulled up, but it's about China loves the lingo of games. Yeah, it's about it, it gives just a few examples. I'm really interested in the, like the history of language and how language has developed and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And it uh, it it goes over some examples of uh, Chinese idioms that have appeared because of gaming. What are you doing? It's loud. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just don't worry about it. Okay. Um. <laughs> It goes over, yeah. It goes over some idioms that were spawned by like StarCraft and even Counter Strike, and and just some interest. Like, and and now people's parents are using them. Like, and those parents have never even played games. It's just that it's such really? a popular thing in that society that that it's bled over. Um, it's it's really cool. So, I haven't read it yet, but just skimming, it seems like PK Player Kill has somehow entered the lingo. Yeah, that one. Uh, I think it's like um, it's basically like owning like you're not at, like you can say like I, i'm gonna pk someone and it means that you're gonna like i don't know give them a sick burn oh yeah it's really weird yeah that's that is weird and like there's one that's like i think like if you're if you're out of health which they call blood usually like there's a couple of them that that have to do with like a health bar and like i think if something's like really cute and an american might say like Oh my god, I'm dead because it's so cute. They would say like my health is depleted. <laughs> uh it's it's interesting. So in China, instead of these gaming words becoming big bang theory dialogue, they become regular slang. Yeah, because there's okay. so many people playing video games, you know. Yeah. It's more of a it's more of a That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So that's all I want to say. Um, yeah, I didn't really play many video games on my end. It's been you know moving week, but there's so much coming up. I've got to play The Witcher Three. I finally have a computer that can run that, so that's oh. gonna be cool. Yep, I have like a few days between Phantom Pain. Yeah, and you're gonna. I, that's gonna be tough because yeah. Witcher Three. If if it grabs you, it'll really grab you. Uh, yeah, yeah. What'll probably happen is you'll play the shit out of it, and then your solid will come out, and you'll completely stop playing Witcher for a long time, like I did, and eventually get around to playing it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I I booted it up and just saw the engine, and oh, I, I it took it took some willpower to not just keep keep going with it. Yeah, it's, um, it's fun. Okay, and oh god, I accidentally unplugged my headphones somehow. Hang on, yeah, there we go. Here. So I'm back. Uh, Bloodborne review. That's Bloodborne that's coming. Review. Yeah, remember? Oh, review. Okay. Yeah, 
people keep asking me whenever I do anything now, <laughs> whenever I start a stream or post anything on Twitter, they'll say, well, when's your Bloodborne review coming? Well, like I said months ago, it's coming when I get back to college <laughs> with a desktop and can edit it, and that's now. So that is coming. It's actively being worked on again. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Those are our updates. Now, in the world of video game-related content, mm. YouTube gaming. What do we think of YouTube gaming, Skip? It sucks. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it is bad. Uh, it has a bad. It's, okay, the worst thing, uh, well, yeah, the worst thing about it is, to me, personally, as someone who streams sometimes, is the fact that apparently YouTube has implemented something that I thought would be inevitable with Twitch and probably is inevitable with Twitch. They're going to, uh, as it happens, they're going to seek out streams of copyrighted material and, and, and shut them down. And that includes music and everything. And so if you're playing music that you might not even know is copyrighted, or if you're playing, for example, Grand Theft Auto V or something that has copyrighted music in it, YouTube's going to automatically seek you down and shut you down, as they're prone to do. And uh, that's terrible. So shut... Wait, it, it'll shut down the video itself? I think, they, yeah, the I think they'll just shut down the stream, yeah. Well, Twitch I'm not doesn't sure, even though. do that. What the well, fuck? Twitch doesn't do any of that live. They only do that with... Uh, right, they just yeah. do it in the VODs. Yeah, but but Twitch also yeah Twitch also keeps the video and just mutes the audio, which might as well be. I mean, who's who's going to watch the muted video? But um, right. but yeah, I think they shut down the whole video because like that's what they do on. I think that's well, I guess they do mute vi- videos still, don't they? YouTube on I mean? YouTube, yeah. Sometimes for yeah, you'll get the WMG has yeah. But I I that sucks because like if I'm playing Rocket League, I want to listen to like the Hotline Miami two soundtrack, and and I I don't like that shit being restricted that's annoying to me and i also don't think that it really is a a breach of fair use because there's no way that you're affecting the the profitability of the of the music being played but it i i checked so it technically is because it's not critique i mean well they can't what it it is relevant that it's you know that it's not a replacement for listening to the original thing. If they tried to sue you for like stepping on their right to distribute and cutting into their sales, that wouldn't really fly. But you, they are pretty strict, at least from what I read, about um, just using something in the background just because they can, they can get you for that. Yeah, they can. You're right, uh, and and you're right. Fair use is supposed to cover educational value, critical value, satire, but. There is an it's element. True. There is an element of fair, fair use that says, like, is this in any way affecting? Right. Yes. But, and and obviously it isn't. So you're right. In the court of law, it would probably get thrown out because it would be a non-issue. Uh, but in the court of YouTube and their own personal, you know, policies and everything, they 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 throw you out without a, a, a fucking glance back. Uh, I, that annoys the shit out of me. But even worse, even worse than that. Is a uh... so you know Google likes to get cute with things. Yes, as we've mentioned in the past with their, the with their alphabet announcement. Uh, and uh, if you reach a four hundred four in the YouTube gaming site or whatever, uh, it says it says the following to you: 
Lorem ipsum other castle. Arrow to the knee. Set up us the bomb. Yeah. Which which are video game memes. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Way to go, YouTube. I don't there's nothing to say about that. Nope. <laughs> so I won't. So Crackdown 3 was cool. No, okay. I do, <laughs> I do have some more to say about YouTube gaming. Um, okay. The idea is kind of good. One, competitor for Twitch. Sure. Two, integration with YouTube. Like, my audience and your audience are mostly YouTube. And so it's it's nice to just have a direct channel to them. But... I think the way they did it is just really bad. the The interface itself feels like uh like Steam Big Picture or something. It doesn't feel like something meant to be used on a computer, really. It's like massive, massive, uh, like thumbnails and UI elements that are sleekly sliding in and yeah. out of place. And YouTube is known for this shit. They're known for for doing terrible shit like this that doesn't make sense, focusing in the wrong areas. And and I was I was editing the Push to Shout YouTube channel not too long ago, and I was trying to make the banner just like that generic image that we had on Push the website. And I forgot about this I because I had to choose a really weird banner, and I've been meaning to change it. Um, they require the picture to be really huge. Yeah. So that if someone happens to be visiting your channel on a television – as I'm sure so many people will be, yeah. That, that, yeah, that the banner will be able to fill the entire screen, which there's no option to say, no, no, I just don't want that to happen. I don't give a shit. They can deal with it not happening. And so if you want like a normal banner that has like – if you want like a specific thing to show up in your banner that everyone's going to be looking at on their, their 1080p monitors, then – You can't do it. You can't do it. You, it has to be a smaller segment of a larger picture. And so it looks really ridiculous. Uh, technically, you could go into like Photoshop and figure out which which pixels it's it's taking out, and then put your banner in that. Yeah, but it's, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's an excessive amount of work. And I, I actually did some of that. Like I, I kind of gave up a little bit, but like yeah, I, I I cropped it and stuff to make it show up a little bit better. But it's yeah, it, it's it, totally illogical. They they have dumb UIs. It it feels like. But this one feels like the worst to me so far. It doesn't feel like something made for a computer and a mouse. Um, it feels like a tablet thing, maybe, or a, or a TV thing. And, okay, another thing is less design, like graphic design and interface design, but more just how they've functionally designed the system. What's, why would I want to use YouTube Gaming? I can see all the same videos through YouTube. All it does is take me to a separate section of YouTube where it, it doesn't show me a whole bunch of other stuff and only shows me what it thinks is games. And that's yeah. and it's dumb. It feels like I don't know. One of the things I like about YouTube is it feels like a a pretty free thing. You can watch a video about a game, and then you can watch a video about something else, and then you can listen to a song, and then you... I don't want to go into a, a gaming 
portal and just stay there. Maybe a lot of people do. I guess I'm sure they have all kinds of market research. They're Google. So I'm sure some people do want that. I definitely don't. I don't want to go into a separate gaming chamber and only be surrounded by gaming as a YouTube gaming gamer. I am not into that. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I agree. But it, it... I don't know. They 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 make these kinds of weird decisions with YouTube all the time. Just uh, and I know you stopped talking about the interface stuff, but I have to mention that just like they constantly change the interface and don't fix really simple, stupid shit that it's always messed up on, like how the video just won't load sometimes, and you have to refresh the page, or like you try to skip ahead and then it freezes, and uh, it's like focus on that shit. I, I it, fucking YouTube, fucking YouTube, and here we are using it. Yep, 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 yep. And speaking of which, subscribe to this channel, Push to Shout. Yeah, uh, so those that in, in the chat that can't hear, he's saying subscribe so that you can hear more of yes, the drowning you. noise or whatever. That's um, good. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I, w- I, wanted to, to I wanted to mention that Crackdown uh, 3 looks good. Uh, there's a video of it. There's a, there's a I think there's multiple videos of some just kind of like developer gameplay like like they 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 put on invincibility mode and soup up the weapons and a developer plays around with kind of a debug mode uh just to show off the technology of it mm-hmm. and that cloud technology that we mentioned was all bullshit doesn't seem like it's bullshit because there's absolutely no way that any normal sized even gaming PC is rendering the kind of destruction that they have in that it is insane i've never seen anything like the destruction in that yeah, game. I, I, I'm pretty sure that what we settled on by the end of whatever episode that was is what they're doing. It's They're using the cloud computing to calculate how the building should destruct and then yeah. sending it back. It's still really bizarre, though, because like there's so many pieces that the Xbox is having to render that even if, even if the physics computation is off, off-site, I'm not a. <laughs> we had this discussion already. I'm not a developer. I'm not a programmer. But it seems absurd that that you can render that much stuff going on. Uh, but I don't know. They they had this cool debug mode where it would it would color the buildings depending on what server. So like each building has its own server, and so when you knock a building down completely, uh, it uses up that server or whatever, and then you can move on to the next building, and it'll draw from another server and then if buildings collapse into each other the number of servers that it's draw- drawing from increases and they had like a little bar that would raise that would show you like how much how much computation power is being drawn from the the cloud huh. uh it was really i i i recommend going and looking up that video it's like a 17 minute long gameplay thing it's video of a tv which always drives me fucking insane but um yeah it's it's interesting and the destruction is unlike anything I've ever seen. It is incredibly detailed what's going on with that destruction. Like very, very dynamic. Because like, you know, like Battlefield has really nice looking destruction, but in the end you you launch a grenade at a yeah. wall and that same segment of wall is gonna blow up every time. This is one hundred percent dynamic. It looks amazing. Uh but I, I'm I'm almost positive that the destruction is basically multiplayer only. Which kind of sucks because I feel like I don't really want to play multiplayer in Crackdown. Or like if I play really? multiplayer, I want it to be co-op. I don't want it to be like competitive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I feel like they've got this like deathmatch thing going on. I don't know. They haven't really seen details. But it, it seems weird. Uh, but I think with single player, they're, 
they are limiting it to just the Xbox's own power for destruction, which seems extremely limited. Like the little Xbox bar filled up really quick, and then they had to move on to, to drawing from servers. Right. So I, I still don't know. Like, what is that going to look like? Like, how do they limit the destruction? Are pieces going to disappear, or is things just going to stop falling apart, or are they going to stop being detailed? I, I don't That's know if the they've thing. actually like, solved that yet. This, what I think, why we thought it was bullshit is because there what other applications can it really be used for yeah destruction 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 is something that happens outside of your hands so if you shoot a rocket at a building it's really not gonna feel too much different if it happens 100 milliseconds after you you hit it yeah so they can get away with that uh i don't know what else this could really be used for in other games yeah, and I still don't. Like, I I at least understand the concept, the idea behind physics being off server, off site, but like Forza somehow rendering puddles on the cloud is really yeah that's crazy. I don't understand how. Yeah, unless like the puzzles. I guess I mean the puddles might be like physics based or something. Like depending on how hard it's raining or how long it's been raining, maybe that's it. I don't know. Which seems unnecessary because you can just the maps the track. There's not that many tracks. You can just. <laughs> tell the track where the puddles are but uh whatever um it's really cool to see that technology actually working like regardless yeah. of how it's actually going to be implemented in the game itself it's really really like again microsoft is kind of blowing me away here like it, it was actually astounding uh just how much destruction was going on like buildings falling into other buildings and collapsing in really realistic looking ways um, that's good to hear yeah really cool that game could be cool so I'll never know because I'll never play it. Probably. Yeah, probably not. Unless it, I mean, it could come out on PC because they're trying to merge like PC and Xbox in a way. So there's there's a possibility. I'll cross but, my fingers. Yeah. I'll, that's that. That'll be my effort toward yeah, that. Yeah. I'll cross. My <laughs> um, so uh, back to Metal Gear Solid Five real quick. Um, as we know, there's microtransactions, and uh, and there's been some backlash to that. But they've insisted that it's it's going, not going to affect the gameplay. Everything's going to be able to be unlocked in game. You, it's just a, a faster way for people to buy credits to buy weapons and stuff. Um, a, a reviewer for GameSpot posted a screenshot of uh, of a screen in, in Metal Gear Solid Five that was like a, prompting him to build uh, an FOB. Uh, which is like the multiplayer mother base portion of the game. And it said that you must buy credits to purchase a, uh, an FOB. And then it, separately it said those credits are only attainable uh, through purchasing, like real life money. I don't exactly remember how the wording was. But uh, anyway, there was this big freak out online. I was part of it that about like, holy crap, they're limiting this this multiplayer this whole multiplayer game type to a uh, a paywall but i think uh i guess somehow that screen was misleading in some way or maybe they they haven't updated it to be cuz like the servers aren't live yet right so there's no way to purchase microtransactions so maybe there's some other kind of prompt that doesn't show up if you're not online or something i don't know but um it's it it, it was misleading apparently konami konami came back with a strongly worded um uh, announcement and and said that that yeah what we already apparently knew was was that microtransactions won't affect the game and I'm 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 fairly confident that's that's probably the case but it still worries me I I hate 
fucking microtransactions. I don't think they've ever. Well, I won't say ever. Eh, I struggle yeah, I to think could. of a game that has microtransactions that are actually implemented well. Uh, I'll just go farther and I'll take the heat if I'm wrong. Microtransactions have never been good. Um, Crossy Road. You could buy no, characters. fuck that. And sucks. the characters don't matter. Wah, wah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, I, I hate I hate microtransactions, especially in a fucking $60 game that's supposed to be this full, complete experience. One it's, that it's also annoying. had a $30 demo. Yeah, and and they and they and and then people always say like, well, you know, you're going to be able to unlock everything in game, so it's not going to affect the game, even if that's true. Which, you know, chances are the game's going to be a little bit skewed, so that you're at least a little bit incentivized to to pay money. Um, even if that's true, though, just seeing that button that says like press X to purchase credits and stuff, that shit pisses me off. I hate seeing that little button. It it. It breaks the fourth wall, which isn't a huge deal in Metal Gear Solid, but in other games, that's really annoying. Like Dead it, Space it, Three, having a little button a that says "Purchase." Metal Gear Solid. The, I yeah, the, maybe I, I don't think, know. I don't think th- whenever Kojima has broken the fourth wall in Metal Gear, it's always been playful and fun. And now, <laughs> now this time that the game is directly addressing the player in the real world, it sucks. It's trying to get your money. Yeah, it's like completely against the spirit of fourth wall breaking in Metal Gear. Yeah, people have made some pretty good, uh, some pretty good ideas about how Psycho Manus might mention microtransactions or something, which would be that pretty. Would, that would be actually <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. That's like in Metal Gear Solid Four, like he went on and on about like like the PS4s. Yeah, yeah. Or PS3's rumble capability in their controllers that that wasn't there on, at launch and shit like that. It was just really stupid. And then and then uh, Otacon said like, "Oh yeah, we have a Blu-ray, so you don't have to switch the disc." It, it, totally ridiculous stuff. I would be surprised if that shit can fit in this game. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I one thing that I have heard is that this game is a little bit less whimsical. Uh, it still has yeah. those moments, but. We know that. We already know from the trailers. Yes. This game looks pretty serious. Uh, so, God, at least wait. from what we can tell of the story trailers, the story is pretty serious. But the yeah. whimsy is probably more present than it ever has been in the gameplay. Yeah, with like a rocket punch and shit. Rocket uh, <laughs> punch. Um, so, I hope that's a good game. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, do we have I'm, anything new to say about Fig? Is that just in the doc? Yes, I I have an update on Fig. Okay, okay, first of all, I don't know if you you probably didn't hear it. I don't think I actually said anything to you about it. Uh, after we shut down the podcast last week and we were confused about Fig and how the pricing would work, um, or how the how the how the investment stuff would work, uh, I did some research and I, I I snooped in there and told them that I was interested in investing and they were supposed to send me a packet of you know information about it uh but they 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 never sent me that packet of information because apparently by the time that i did that they'd already filled up uh their their cap for how many how much money they were raising which turned out to be fifty thousand dollars um so i did get information though on a very vague basic information on how you can expect the investment to be structured and the example they gave was for every one thousand dollars contributed, uh, you get 
1% of the net revenue of the game's sales up to that $1,000. Uh, no, no, it was 3% up to $1,000. And then past $1,000 to $1,250, it was 2%. And then anything past that is 1%. Um, which sounds pretty small, but they're talking about net revenue, not profit. Uh, so that could actually add up pretty quickly. But the thing that's confusing is they never mention. They probably mentioned this if you get the information packet, but they never mentioned how the um, crowdfunding portion goes in. Like that would be technically revenue for the company, but is that sales? Because when you when you fund the game, if you give the game thirty dollars or whatever, you get a copy of the game. So technically, you're buying a copy of the game. So is that sales revenue or not that that's really important because that's $125,000 right there. If it gets funded. Yeah. That, that's strange. It's really weird. They don't give any of that information out, but I, I imagine that's all very clear. Um, yeah. The rest of it, the rest of it sounds like a pretty standard. Yeah. That's equity that's, regression. That, yeah, investment. That, that's pretty standard sounding. And how they, how they count the revenue of backers. That's, that's what matters. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, because because if they don't count the revenue of backers, then you're relying on the game selling twice as many copies at least as it as it raised during in right. the in and the, something. And like, I don't really know how that usually goes. Like, I'd like to see the statistics on other games, but I haven't. Something like Broken Age. It seems like most people backed it to get it. Yeah, I didn't, but I I think most people. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Anyway. Outer Wilds is the first game that I've ever backed. I I backed it because I already really love the little tech demo prototype thing that was out a couple years ago and that you can probably still download. Um, I love that enough that I would pay for that alone. <laughs> uh, and so the fact that they're making a new game, even if it's a complete disaster, I, I am fine with giving that developer some money. So I actually backed it. And uh, But Skippy, haven't you heard... Haven't you learned anything from Gamergate? All crowdfunding is always bad. Yeah, all someone Patreons on, uh, and Kickstarters are always wrong and bad and bad idea. Someone on Twitter told me that I I was making a bad decision because it was Tim Schafer, and Tim Schafer made Broken Age, which was a, a big mess. And I said, Tim Schafer raised a huge amount of money for that game, and now he's on the advisory board for a crowdfunding website that's probably a pretty reasonable decision for them to make. But um, anyway, regardless, like I said, I would pay for that game in the state it's in right now. It is a cool thing that, that I, I, I like a lot. So um, that's pretty much the only reason I backed it, but I would love to see that game come out uh, in a, in a finished state. I, I really hope it, it looks like the funding has slowed down significantly. Um, so I really hope, I hope it picks up again once it starts getting down to a closing time. But at the moment, I think it's pretty slow. I think it's at like 75,000, maybe a little more than that, but it needs to get to 125 to, to get funded. Uh, so anyway, that's a thing. Uh, another thing. <laughs> that's my transition. One uh, more thing <laughs> is that, um, uh, until Dawn came out, I think today, um, uh, 25th. Okay. And, uh, it, it was the game that was at E3 that a lot of people were like, uh, what is this? This doesn't look good at all. It was, it was the demo where they, there was the a girl woman in the house, in the house with the towel on being chased around by a murderer. And everyone was like, this just seems really 
stupid and weird and and not interesting and i kind of forgot it existed and i think most other people did but it finally came out and a lot of people are raving about it uh yes it it, so uh, interestingly enough the the story part of it sounds exactly what you would expect it to be based on that demo it's it's full of cliches and tropes and it's it's self-aware probably you know like it's 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 employing every horror movie trope in the book and throwing it at this game, but um, but I feel like yeah, I feel like that's intentional. Uh, but it doesn't. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd hesitate to even call it tongue in cheek, though. Like it plays it one hundred percent straight from what I've seen. Um, but that's the, the that's the way to do it. I think so too. Because uh, those cliches, they're they're cliches for a reason. They're yeah. staples of horror for a reason. Because when done well, they're scary. Yeah, and uh, and the game seems legitimately pretty scary at parts, and uh, and so. But anyway, the thing that people are freaking out about is that uh, the the they call it the butterfly effect in the game, which is which is pretty. It's pretty obvious what it's referring to. The decisions that you make can drastically affect how the game plays from that on, there on, and I mean like. I, there's a ton of these decisions and they all affect something in, in usually a pretty major way I think like we're talking about character deaths a lot of characters and whether they live or die and cool. and, and and routes you take and, and relationships you build or hurt relationships with other characters based on like the, your responses to them and that will affect like whether they follow you into the spooky house or not and stuff like that it seems ridiculous the amount of of attention they've put they've they've the the detail that they've put into uh these branching paths because it seems like everyone who plays the game is having a completely different experience with at least certain parts of it and uh and the thing that's kind of cool about it and the and the thing that that makes those tropes so effective uh when they're played straight is that it seems like this game sets it up so that you've got the cliche of the guy in the movie theater yelling at the character, you know, turn around, turn around and stuff like that, you know, like, uh, or, or hide or, you know, go through the door. It, it, it gives you the power to choose what the character should do. Um, not in all cases. I think, I think, you know, if the character decides he's going into the spooky house, he's probably going into the spooky house because the story requires it. But past that, you know, whether he, investigates the noise or something you can choose whether to do it or not to do it and it'll affect the story in a, in a really big way and uh that just seems super cool to me and uh it's all like quick time events and stuff but i feel like that's fine for the kind of game it is i it seems really cool i don't know if i'll necessarily check it out especially because the timing of it is really unfortunate before oh <laughs> solid five but um it that sounds cool it's surprising honestly. everyone yeah uh, okay it, yeah i was I was expecting it to be bad. Yeah, everyone was, and uh, it, it just it just didn't look like anything special. It looked like a heavy rain thing that that was just really cliche. How would you even market that? That's that's probably something they struggled with. Like E three, you know, they did their best because they had like the audience like yelling out what he should do at, at every little decision that he, that he came to, but like it just didn't necessarily come across as like an interesting story. Well, it obviously didn't come across as interesting, interesting story because they didn't have any of that story in the game. But, uh, but that's not really this. It's weird because usually the selling point of these games is the story. But in this case, it's more just like the story is just a horror thing. Like it looks like kind of like a, 
a saw thing. And it I looks hope- like there's more going on than that, but it it's a pretty generic sounding story. I hope that each playthrough is kind of short. This sounds like something I'd buy and play. I think uh, it's like eight to eight to ten hours, something like that. Each playthrough is eight to ten hours. That's that's, that's what I've heard. Maybe uh, it might yeah. be a little shorter than that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's something that you'd want to play over and over to figure out like what the different paths are. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't know if I'm so crazy about it anymore. Because if it was like two hours, I would play through it lots of times. Yeah, I think it's pretty long. I, I I'm not positive about that. Don't don't take my word for it. But I think it's pretty long. Uh, okay, and I, I think part of the appeal might be like all right, you play through it and a few of your friends play through it. And then you like talk about the differences in your experience with it. And, uh, so that it's, that's neat. Uh, it's, it's cool when games that nobody's excited for come out and all, all of a sudden people are talking about it. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, that, that is cool. The last thing I wanted to mention is, uh, uh, I mentioned Twitch playing dark souls and we, and, and you talked about how, the only way that they could possibly do that is if they like made an emulation of the game or whatever and slowed it down so that like they had time to input the commands and that's exactly what they did and they defeated the asylum demon apparently. Whoa. But now I think they're probably screwed because now they're going to be next to a cliff every time they die. So good luck with that. Really? Because they're going to be at the, the whatchamacallit, the hub area and there's a big cliff there, you know? Yeah, but you're just saying they're going to fall off of it? Hell yeah, they are. Because, like, all it takes is... What's the problem? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying they're not going to progress at all past this. Oh, okay. If they're doing it that way, they probably will progress, I think. I don't know, because all it takes... I think they'll make it work. All it takes is that little minority of people to just nudge them off. let Let me ask this. Are they actually advancing it frame by frame, or is it just running slowly... Uh, I think democracy. I think it's running slowly, or maybe like every. So like maybe if you input a command like attack, then it does the attack animation and then stops. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool. But I guess I guess it's democracy mode because like I guess you're voting for each command, and uh, and it, obviously it takes forever to get through like a boss fight, and uh, but yeah, it's it's neat. I, and maybe you're right. Maybe maybe enough people will be invested in it that they won't drive themselves off a cliff every time. But boy, it's easy to trip off of a cliff, especially when you're having to fight the skeleton dudes and all that stuff. So good luck to them. <laughs> I don't think that that'll last long. I think people will just give up. Yeah. Uh, it seems like something that would get tiring a game that Definitely. long, like running, doing it at all, even if there was a way to make it <laughs> functional, would be a bit much. I'm surprised they had with. the patience to, to defeat the Asylum yeah, Demon, though. To slow the game down and then try to do it, that's yeah. going to take ages. But you can never underestimate the perseverance of memers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. And with that, I think we're we're done for this week. Do you yeah. have anything more to add? I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I, I think I had something interesting to say, and I forgot what it was. So... There you go. It's okay. You never have anything. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. But I I was merciful. I didn't do it. Thanks for listening, guys. We're going to have another episode for you next week. Metal Gear, other stuff. Probably not. Metal Gear's the biggie. And uh, we'll have cameras. So we'll get to see our lovely faces again. Thanks for listening. This is Push to Shout. Good night.
bye bye and we can go all right well you're the host yes this week i am your host <laughs> for talking about it that was almost perfect but then it wasn't <laughs> it's kind of tough skippy can't see it but this is the push to shout podcast it's sexy it's sleek